The following show contains spoilers for the finale of Survivor 43. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Here we are at the end of a Survivor season. A historic season of RNG show, if I can say so myself. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. And yeah, things are all over the place today uh, <laughs> when it comes to our discussion. So many <laughs> unexpected results that maybe from the outset we would never would have thought of. But at the end of it all, here <laughs> we are. Um, I guess there's so many things to go over. I feel like I just want to start it out by saying uh, I feel like this season was r- like a really strong season of survivor and i mean i think there were a few dud episodes like overall i'd say it was strong but then there was like those three episodes where we just had nothing to say yeah i i do agree there but i think it still was better that way uh the the cast of the season was really great and everyone really brought something unique to the season and i really appreciated that there weren't too many like random twists or advantages that got in the way of their gameplay and really what we did have um made the season more interesting and more dynamic so i you know kind of have to agree that like the advantages we got like helped create the interesting season i'm just really glad there was no like random do or die thing in there to like just be complicated for no reason there was no uh time travel at the merge they did like a modified version of that so it's like comparing season 41 to season 43 i just feel like the like mechanics of the game are in a much better place and like really gave us a a stronger season rounded and balanced yeah absolutely like all every time a new twist has come up i've been very impressed with how it like is something new it's not just oh it's you know an idol nullifier like wow crazy it's like something unique it's a you know an idol but it's like a whole new but it's been process no it has Yes, actually, sort of, in a sense. It's been nullified by production. You have to unnullify it. But, like, stuff like that, I'm like, it's really, you know, cool. Even, like, the smaller stuff that don't didn't really, like, affect the game at all. Like the uh, Cody's Choose Your Champion, right? It's just, like, an interesting new dynamic that we haven't seen before and that's like the biggest thing right is that it created situations that were entertaining yeah it's like without forcing it to happen by you know again creating just some like something over powered or silly or stupid Yeah, it's good tv without compromising the game yeah and that i'm very thankful for Absolutely, because especially, like you said, with a cast like this, had the pre-merge had anything wacky go go on or had the early merge had something crazy go on and we lose, like, 
you know a jesse way earlier because of it the rest of the season feels very different or you know we lose a cody really early on it's just like these like interesting big characters going out is just not worth the shock of you know a do or die ever mm-hmm. yeah i think it's it's so interesting how this season did end up playing out um but at the start of our finale here um we've kind of it's interesting because these finales have been so formulaic it almost feels like they go by so fast in a way but i guess for some it might be (laughs) excruciating um we start out with like our pre-challenge advantage uh where they get a little puzzle just as i was lamenting that there was no more game within the game they pull out the game <laughs> within the game challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, something about printing and rocks, heartless. And tree. Yeah, and trees. Uh, I think it's really interesting to see so much frustration come out of Owen here. Because Owen was in rage mode this episode. And yeah. that's what's kind of nice is like Owen seems like the kind of person. Well, you know, he's just been playing as like the very neutral like narrator the whole time. Uh, so to see so much just like raw emotion come out is uh just a really interesting part of his character, I think. Yeah, I mean, all it, it Owen as as a whole character is one of my favorites, I think. Yeah. Um, it's really human. Uh, you know, definitely from this season at the very least. Uh, just because he feels so multifaceted which we don't often get to see, especially from someone in his position who has had so little game impact Mm -hmm. that you would normally expect him to just like kind of be tossed to the wayside in, in the edit, in the show. But we really get to see like all sides of Owen, the like funny witty side, the clever side, the self-aware side, Mm -hmm. but also the, you know, uh what's the word like down but like you know all of it (laughs) what's the word though (laughs) i'm not entirely sure what you're looking for but yeah i think i think he's like depressed but i don't want to say depressed right right? when (laughs) you know we get to see that side yeah the the melancholic side the really just like broken down after so long whole range of human emotion yeah, I think, and then now we get this episode of, of frustration. Yeah, I think what's nice with Owen is it just feels like the, you know, the show gives him a lot of, like, justice in his portrayal all the way through. And a lot of that just comes from, like, himself and what he's saying. And, you know, it all feels very, like, humble, honest, and self-aware throughout. Yeah, like... Ultimately, you know, we always kind of semi-jokingly refer to the the people on the show as characters, but like really of everyone in that I can really think of, Owen feels the most like he's just a guy mm-hmm. who's on the show, right? And he's still this like very interesting, very like again, multifaceted, deep, you know, developed person. But without it feeling like it goes into character territory 
at all, right? Even though he, like, even explains a lot of his experiences as though he is, like, a cartoon character. Uh-huh. He himself is literally just a guy. He's the relatable one. He is, <laughs> like, actually. And I think that that's, like, kind of new to an extent. Because, again, I feel like people normally in his position of just, like, being a normal person as opposed to this big personality get put to the wayside. And we don't get to see them developed in the same way. Think that if he didn't make Final Three, he he would have been developed as much. Probably not. Yeah, I would but say, well, I think they would still go to him for like narrational. But um, I don't know. And I it always I feels like I, the storytelling in the finale is like almost related compared to the rest of the season. It's kind of a mix because I feel like the finale is like um paying off for everything that's come before it, but also telling its own very like centralized story um so you know i think think, of course it would have just been different in general the direction quality always feels a lot stronger in the finales compared to the season overall Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe that's because they have more time or maybe they just put extra effort into it or maybe they just know exactly what they want to do with what they're given or maybe they just have less to edit because there's less people (laughs) yeah i think it's a mix of everything but i think a big part of it is the fact that by or it's sort of like you said i think the finale is to some extent isolated so when you think about like how it is going to be edited it's much more straightforward there's a lot less moving parts like he said with the people there's a lot less there's no real like a lot of the strategy is again just very straightforward right it's not like this incredibly complicated vote where like there's all these different alliances and relationships that have to you know be figured out it's just person wins immunity person goes home and then there's no real vote after that so yeah. It's like one vote, and then the rest is like they just kind of hang out and go, "Yeah, you should or shouldn't send me to fire making, and here's why." And then the person <laughs> with the immunity goes, "Here's what all they said, and it's a decision I have to make, and it's the same thing every time." So, uh, yeah, so advantage stuff happens. Carla picks up the advantage. There's that little bit of like scuffling that happens, but really, it was pretty clean. It's not like they were wrestling each other for it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I was gonna get points. Yeah, anyway, anyway, for that. yeah. I just think it's funny how yeah, as as he says, uh, <laughs> I was like kicking sand, throwing rocks, chopping coconuts up. Uh, it's refreshing, I guess. But then we go straight into the challenge. Boom. Oh wait, hold on. The shot, <laughs> the <laughs> the shot when uh, Owen is like explaining this whole thing and he's just like oh I'm so frustrated and he's right there and and it cuts to him like walking <laughs> in and, and grabbing the machete and walking out and you're like oh, Owen Owen calm down it's not that it's not that deep okay she just she I'm just gonna to get that it. advantage one way <laughs> <Yeah>. or another <laughs> right. yeah, I just thought the, you know, you, the framing was really funny yeah you totally get it's like you know you want some way to vent your anger but at the same time it's like you know, frustrating anger coming in, grabbing a weapon, marching off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Gotta, I wonder what it was chill. like for production at the time. Probably ready with the uh, self-destruct button they have ready for every contestant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they've got bombs planted in the back of their skulls, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah you can to. see them on the challenges sometimes, too. Little remote backpacks. All right. So, challenge. It's a big obstacle course with a puzzle at the end. <gasps> Whoa, what a twist. Uh, Yeah, so they kind of do the obstacle course. Oh, wait. We almost forgot something really important oh, from yeah. when they did the the initial, the, the riddle puzzle to get the... Better, uh, better be super important. We got we got a Wordle reference. Oh, that is. We true. did get a Wordle reference. I again, some part of me still thinks of Survivor as this long gone in the past, separate universe than what we live in currently. Right. Even though I obviously like know that's not. No, but e- so even when, though last two seasons were all like when the pandemic hit. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's also a little different cuz it's also just like so pandemic heavy that you're like, "All right, I get it." But like this one other than like I don't know, Sammy hitting the gritty <laughs> and now Owen uh referencing Wordle, it like, you know, brings you back. I'm like, "Oh, right, we are in the same <laughs> common era." Yeah, same Probably. universe, same <laughs> world. We're we're so used to binging old episodes of Survivor. Right. Oh, Survivor's just this old thing. This old thing that old people used to watch on TV. Yeah, and so I just I, I appreciate the little bits of like, oh right, these are people yeah, that this like hap- live this lives. This happened a few months ago. Yeah, I guess a while. Well, what? Because yeah, they did forty three. Yeah, so this was back in like April, May. So pretty recent. Yeah. 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 Okay, so challenge goes through. Uh, Owen gets his redemption. Yeah, again, the Wordle may not have helped him in the getting the advantage for the challenge, but it certainly helped him to some extent in the challenge. Yeah, uh, Jeff delivered on his promise of big stakes. My favorite joke. Were there big stakes? Yeah. Big, big stakes. Big stakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we go Beef to, stakes. We go to the Survivor Sanctuary again, and it did become like its own little like destination cassie was like oh i finally get to see what the sanctuary is like so that's just i don't know i think it's a really funny just like low budget reward that they can just keep going back to mm-hmm. like build a set once and call it a day <laughs> i do also like the idea of like production doing it once this season and then realizing that they can just keep doing it. Yeah. And then that's why we got it like multiple times in a row since. Like, like oh, the why do one. anything else? <laughs> yeah. It's like we could just like give them food, but why not just like have it there? I guess part of that might be like COVID related too, just depending on like how much crew they can pull for something. Because I'm thinking of like uh, Game Changers and they did, you know, like extinction island or whatever but it was just like a giant boat (laughs) that they went on um and that was like fun and luxury as opposed to just being in like a little shack on a beach (laughs) some pillows yeah um but yeah they get a chance to chat a little bit they are basically at this point realizing like they need to be kind of on the same page here uh i think the real important thing right is it's this question of like, okay, are we like gonna target Jesse? We gonna target Carla? 
Jesse and Carla are like, are we going to try and target Cassidy or are we going to try and target each other? This whole time, Jesse has uh, an idol that nobody else knows about. So he's kind of just like positioning a vote, but <laughs> he's like safe no matter what anyways. So it, it creates yeah. an interesting setup. <laughs> I mean, it was always possible and it was in the back of my mind before they brought it up, but especially with Jesse revealing his idol early, he could have done anything with that idol. If he was confident in his security, he could have controlled that vote entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was I almost, mean, I think he still I did. was almost certain he was going to play it on somebody else with how he fronted it like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, got, we got to Tribal. Jesse pulls out his idol um, in the middle of Tribal instead of as a surprise at the end. Turns into a whole big live tribal. Um, I like how everyone's talking and Owen's sitting with immunity. And he's like, I don't really need to talk to anybody, but like, I might as well get in there and see like what's <laughs> going on with the vote. So I'm not left in the complete dark. Also, we, we should mention that this is Janine's idol. And this is when it is revealed to Janine and the entire jury. Yeah, she, that, she didn't know. She forgot. That this she didn't forgore she never knew that yeah, and because she was the first member of the jury she didn't even get to talk to dwight about yep. it yeah <laughs> so yeah she was shocked yeah but uh that that was a very fun payoff to that whole to that whole thing like dude there's so many good moments in the season i forgot about how that was a moment too when we leave an episode with dwight going home and thinking like damn uh-huh Janine, yeah, I guess like that's, that's something that I, I wasn't really thinking about was that Janine was still in the game at the same time as her idol, but Jesse just had yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and then we cut in to you know start the next episode, and Jesse explains that he has it, and we're just like, what? It's it's like, dude, there's so many moments that are just so actually good. Yeah, not and really, like you know, Survivor forced it to try to be. Well, you know, it's and that's, interesting. That's the thing is like the that idol moment happened, and the Cody blindside both happened because of the knowledge is power advantage existing. You know, kind of forced yeah. those situations to happen. So I think you know I might be a little more willing to give <laughs> leniency to that advantage just to shake things up a little bit more. Well, and here's the other thing. It's never worked. Yeah. So, like, as as even though I am not one to consider things, you know, by the results, it is clear that it doesn't, that it comes with some, like, pretty high level of risk. Yeah. It, it does kind it. of just feel like a, well... I guess it's, like, slightly stronger and slightly weaker than, like, the idol nullifier, right? Because with knowledge's powers, you need to know who has it. So, like, anyone could have it and play it for anyone. Versus the idol nullifier, where all you have to say is, like, if this person is safe from an idol, they won't be anymore. So, they each have a Isn't slightly kind of different the same utility. Thing? So, here's the thing, right? Uh, let's say, like, Sammy gives his idol to Owen... I'm just reading names, right? And asks Owen to play the idol for Sammy, right? That gets around knowledge's power. But if 
uh, Owen plays the idol for Sammy, and then someone plays the idol nullifier on Sammy, then he he's still in trouble. Oh, okay. So it's just yeah, slightly yeah, yeah, different yeah. utility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. With I believe with knowledge of power, you can also ask for other things. Yes, you can ask. The two questions you can ask are if you have an idol or if you have an advantage. Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, they have to give you whatever it is. The you know other question is if you have multiple advantages, do you get to decide mm-hmm. what which one you give up? Yeah, it, it we don't know. Or even you know if you ask Jesse, do you have, like do you have an idol? And he has two. You know, you just give him one of them. Uh, so I think, you know, we definitely can look forward to a future maybe where like the knowledge is power is used very effectively and we get like a really fun TV moment out of it. Um, uh, more so than just kind of like the, the cold war stuff, which is really fun. But I also feel like we kind of like, we got the best case scenario we in this season. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So life tribal ends up Carly going home which is kind of what we all expected, even though it was a little more roundabout than I think we all thought at first, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, although Jesse had that idol at the end of the day, Carla was the biggest threat for everyone there, so... Yeah, and I kind of um, liked, at one point, Jesse was considering getting rid of Cassidy instead for being a challenge threat, which, you know, Cassidy does go on to win the <laughs> the next challenge. Um, yeah, so I'm I mean, curious like, cause what, like, how things are different if if Cassidy's out at this vote instead. Yeah, because if Cassidy's out, then there's also a much clearer, or, or Jesse probably has a much easier time in getting to three because they probably put Jesse and Carla against each other to yep. get one of them out. So, and, and you know, presumably Carla would also be not that experience with the fire making especially obviously compared to uh compared to gabler and so really it was like a a misplay on his part here even though you know yeah because i think the consensus right is like he wins against anybody no matter what so even if carla wins immunity like if he wins fire making he's like winning the game yeah. So I think it probably would have been better for him to uh, try and get Cassidy out here. But yeah, because there's also always the the question of you know if Carla also won immunity in Cassidy's position, what who does she send? Right, Jesse and who else? Yeah. Maybe she takes Gabler. Yeah, and puts Owen because in. you know she thinks that she can beat him or whatever. Right, like maybe that decision is different as well. So it's just like... Welcome to the multiverse. Yeah, that's interesting. I <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah, I think that puts a, a lot more agency in, in Jesse's loss, actually, for him. Like, it was just like a bad decision. Yeah, I mean, looking at it... Yeah, I mean, I think it just is. It, Obviously, it takes a lot to... Right. Th- it's a lot to think through, but, like, ultimately, even, you know, outside of, like, obviously, yes, retrospect, but, like, even outside of that, looking at the the decision at the moment it still makes more sense to get out cassidy if you think ahead Mm -hmm. a little bit yeah so it's definitely a strong tribal council um and then what we just propel like right into the next challenge right 
Pretty much, yeah. Uh, we bring back a classic. They're like stacking bowls on top of a big wire spring contraption. <laughs> yeah, I did call this challenge instantly because I was like, oh, it's stacking stuff. Cassie's good at stacking stuff. Yeah, you got that right away. <laughs> I wish I was good at stacking stuff. Um, Stacking dollar dollar bills. <laughs> got them fat stacks. <laughs> it is pretty close between Cassidy and Owen, but Owen's entire tower comes toppling down. And the rage comes out. Yeah, again. <laughs> just he like... bends his stick in half. I think it's so interesting because, like, it's it it feels like looking at Owen's journey, it, it just is him constantly taking L's and his, like, response to it changing over time. Because early on, it's like, ah, oh, dang, like, that sucks, man, you know, whatever. And then it's like, wait, this, like, actually sucks. And then it keeps going. He's like, dude, like, what? And it's just, like, really getting to him. And then now it's just, like, you know, built up to this anger. And it's just, like, there's no... (laughs) Yeah, and it's worse because it's, like, not that he just couldn't, like, snag bulls at all. It's that he got, you know, what, like, 13 out of 15, and then everything falls down. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Cassidy wins immunity, and everyone wants to do fire. (laughs) yeah so a few things about this a it is just kind of funny that it's just everyone wants to do fire and like you can't but also it's it's also kind of just the direction i feel like it's gonna go for like ever Mm -hmm. with with fire making and i think that that like is... winning the fire making challenge has so much emphasis put on it for some reason like relative yeah, like, to every other challenge in the game right and even like looking at the at final tribal people like sauced cassidy for not putting herself in that position after she won immunity uh-huh. and like that's that's ridiculous. What's the point of the final immunity challenge if they're going to hold it against you for not for not giving it up? Like it's ridiculous. Like it's it's I understand in some like very silly flawed way why fire making has to exist here. But at this point, I think it's so bad for the game and just completely like nullifies like because you're right because basically it's like the the... the relationships and alliances and whatever just doesn't matter anymore right once you like get there it's like okay try and win the challenge if you don't win the challenge if you're the biggest threat then you're going to be put up against the next person who's really good at fire and you just need to like Hope you win. And if you win the challenge, then you win the game. And if you lose the challenge, then that sucks. Yeah, and that's, like, the intention. But when you're no longer bringing anyone for any sort of, like, personal reason, and the whole thing is just this weird metagame about, you know, how much does the jury care about... uh this challenge because i think you know cassie's 
read on the situation was totally fair. She uh-huh. wins immunity, has the best game of the three, you know, arguably, of course, but like a very, very, very good game yeah. to argue. And they still so so to like not put herself in that position and risk it for no reason is like totally fair. She's done more than enough to like prove herself deserving of <clears throat> the win, or at least, you know, making a good argument for yeah, yeah, their yeah. votes. And yet it's still not enough because she didn't make the the dumb decision. <laughs> and it's just because like Yeah, it's like the it's, expectation that you win and then you go in and you fight the next person when it's like it's just like an unnecessary danger almost. Yeah, it's just it's it's the logical extreme of the fire making challenges existence and i really hope that like no no that that was even like an option until chris underwood did it well that's the thing is like it it was first in season 35 and then 36 uh when it was dominic was like well i should you know i could i could go up against wendell but he kind of shied away from it and then he lost the season right but then in 38, oh, what? and then the fire-making challenge, I forget what even happened in 37, because I think it's just, like, not even relevant. It was, like, Kara and, no, it was, I forget. It's, like, not even relevant in 37. But 38 is when we get this really interesting situation where Chris Underwood is coming back into the game and has a shopping list of every big move, like, he has to make to <laughs> win the game. And one of those is going up against Rick Devins in fire making and beating him. And that just kind of throws off the, the meter for everything else. Uh, then again, we have season 39 where I believe Tommy does like wins the immunity challenge and doesn't even have to go to fire making. He just sends two other people to do it. And it like, doesn't even matter. Um, I forget what Tony did, but I think, Tony and Sarah both just lost the challenge and they just had to compete. Um, but yeah, I, coming back to this season, it really is just putting, I think, I think the jury here is maybe just looking to discredit as much as they could from Cassidy. Uh, but maybe let's not <laughs> skip the big news where the, the person that we have all kind of been in, unanimous agreement was sweeping the game away uh is jesse loses the fire making challenge he just can't get it going and it's like not close in the slightest i I mean mean, like gable literally breaks the record yeah like that's the thing like it looked like jesse was just totally struggling but also we don't really know how long these edits go for typically how long it takes the average person in this fire-making challenge to build their fire. Mm-hmm. We just know that Gabler did it faster than anyone else. and Yeah, we just know that Gabler was absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like you have the experience. You you know where you got to put the, the sticks and what the fire needs. And uh, Gabler was just on top of it, and Jesse just couldn't quite get it. Uh, yeah, and it's, we, we didn't need the lighters this time. Yeah, it's just shocking because 
it feels like so much of the story is le- like leading us to this triumphant Jesse win. But what it really is doing is leading us to this like tragic Jesse loss, which I, I just did not see coming. I-, I-, I entertained the idea during the episode after Fred had completely uh, shut down. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was like what, starting what to I entertain say? like maybe like what well, you know maybe Jesse like doesn't win Dumb this challenge. Bricks. What are you stupid? Are you dumb? So, yeah, I started to think about different realities, and no Fred just shot. wasn't having it. Fred also wanted to uh, just skip the entire episode and just like <laughs> see the ending. And if he did that, you would have like first of all yeah. seen that Jesse <laughs> loses. But what happened is like after we saw Jesse win, we're like, oh wow, like Cassidy wins the season. That's crazy, right? And we're talking for like five minutes about Cassidy's game and why Cassidy's winning and all these things. Uh, and it, like that doesn't even happen. <laughs> yeah, my my experience with like. <laughs> the actually caring about the episode was basically before the episode even starts i'm like can we just like skip it can we just like not <laughs> can we just like you know not watch it not record you can't face just, your own loss? just ignore it <laughs> yeah like who cares and then jesse gets voted out or, or going into jesse versus Gabler, I was like, can we, can I just like, can I just spoil myself, please? I don't want to, I don't care. Can I just spoil myself? And I was like, no, it makes me sad. I'm like, ugh, fine. And then he loses. I'm like, what? That was, it's just shocking. Like, it's so shocking that, like, in the time period between Gabler's flag popping up and everyone sitting down at the final tribal, I really don't know what happened. I think the jury talked about some stuff about, like, who, what they want to see, which is ultimately is all kind of meaningless anyways. But, like, you know, it's a shock. Like, <laughs> we were yeah. so expecting this to just be Jesse's story. This is Jesse's season. Jesse's one of the best winners of all time. Here's his story. Instead, it's the shock twist ending. Uh, yeah, and then and we're just after left that, with I still... three goobers. It was Gabler <laughs> all goobers, along. Yeah, for sure. Good way to put it. But even after that, I was like, okay, now can I spoil myself? Because <laughs> I was like, again, we immediately after we're like, okay, but we're so certain that it's going to be Cassidy now. Because if it wasn't Jesse, we were all kind of in agreement that it would be Cassidy or Carla. You know, one of the two goes home, uh-huh. and then if Jesse doesn't win fire making, the one that's remaining of the two wins like yep. without a doubt but then the final tribal council happens and really i think this was a really strong uh tribal council and i think showed off some of the best of this new jury format um you know we mentioned like or you mentioned when we were watching it's like oh, it sucks that they don't have opening speeches or opening statements but really it feels like they usually give them a question that is effectively an opening statement uh noah's like how was your game different from the other people's games which is very much just like an opportunity for them to kind of say whatever they need to say yourself if if they do that yes but like literally last season they very specifically did not do that they like laid out each what they considered to be each person's game and that really sets up oh that's that, right that yeah it, changes it created what... the sort of appearance of what it what it was ascribed to them before they could yeah. even start talking 
And I think that is part of why I will continue to say that there should be opening statements, regardless of the fact that they will probably, you know, give them a layup to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. I think there should just always be opening statements. Yeah, I Because agree. the players should have the agency to establish what they are trying to argue here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, otherwise, though, we, like, I think Owen, I, more than anyone else, really impresses me during this tribal. Mm-hmm. Um, just answers every question with so much honesty. Uh, like, coming from the place of, like, didn't really make any moves, didn't really lead any votes, but still, like, is sitting at the end. And he wasn't necessarily, like, dragged there. You know, he he fought and he tried and he got his, his spot at the end. And he's not necessarily frustrated or proud, but, you know, he's there. I really like the answer when they were asking about regrets. And, like, would you change anything? And he was like, yeah, you know, I, like, I didn't play the best game, but I wouldn't change, like, my lived experience because it was so important to me. Uh, and I thought that was really yeah. nice. Yeah, it was basically like, yeah, he didn't play the best game, but he doesn't regret any of his decisions, especially, like, about the votes and whatnot, because he made the decisions, you know, th- the best decisions that he could with what he was working with and i think that's like something that i an attitude that i've tried to adopt in like real life Mm -hmm. where it's like if i do something and it doesn't work out that doesn't necessarily mean that it was the wrong decision and i think like learning to accept you know the regret of something and not necessarily go so far as to wish that you didn't I think is like important mm-hmm. and that's, you know, what he, um, uh, you know, says here. Yeah. Uh, I guess another, uh, just like, as I'm kind of recounting my, my experience watching this, another other strong impression is like when Jesse loses the fire making challenge, the jury is like silent, right? The jury is mad, mad. Everyone is like ready to <laughs> give Jesse this unanimous crown and he loses yeah. in, everyone's like huh uh yeah i mean just like i'm pretty sure we could go back to like any of the fire making challenges especially the recent ones and they're all like pretty they have some reaction they're all like you know excited because it was like a close one yeah there's comments there's like this isn't happening is it you know it's like they it's just totally unexpected so when we're going into the final tribal council it's kind of like it's you know they they all care and they're all asking questions but it's like it almost feels like they're just kind of trying to figure out who to you know who to give a vote to but not necessarily that they're like looking at three or two or one really great players uh it's interesting how gabler you know can <laughs> drop a few lines and it feels like everyone's just having you know a great time and going along well i was the alligator and yeah (laughs) it was very much a uh tony realization for me when you know tony goes to final tribal and every he just 
everyone's just laughing up the yeah, storm. Yeah, like He's they're loving it. They're working they're the crowd. taking everything he has, and like we're expecting Cassidy to win. Like, oh, that's interesting. Like, Cassidy kind of like bombed that question, and then yeah. it's like, man, like it feels like Cassidy's just gonna getting like shut out of the jury here. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Gabler is just getting them laughing and they're having fun. Yeah, it's like okay, well, it's interesting. This is happening, but we're still of the mindset that like Cassidy played. Like a stronger game, so Cassidy's like going to win the season. So it's kind of like this and this dissonance like, in a, in in my experience watching. I think. Yeah, yeah, and also like they like Cassidy still had some incredible yeah. answers. No one was just like, like throwing. Cassidy didn't throw the final tribal. Yeah, there's like a couple of things that like I think you know she should have pushed harder. Like how you know they they. Uh, like I mentioned before, they really go in on her for not doing fire making. And I think that she should have pushed more that that was a strategic decision mm-hmm. as opposed to saying like, oh, well, I didn't need to. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's just it's they really, yeah, like go in and own your narrative. Yeah. And so like um, other than like those things that should have been a little different, there were no like bad answers from her. The only thing that really like shifted was towards the end when, like you said, they kind of shut her out. They really like start going in on no her that game. That was ride or die, baby. <laughs> and yeah, like when they when when she mentions a vote and the jury's like, no, mm-hmm. that wasn't you. And you're just like, wow, they're like not letting up on like the pressure they're putting on Cassidy here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like looking back on it, it's definitely leading towards where this final jury vote is going to go. But I still didn't quite believe it at the time. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I, I still didn't it. believe it. Um, so I mean, hell, I didn't believe it until like we got like three the votes fourth through, vote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So everyone gets up to do the, you know, do their their jury vote. Cody does a little dance move, and yeah. Jeff pulls out. The urn. We're not going back to LA. Reading the votes right here. Boom. Cassidy vote. Yep, we already knew about that one. Okay, boom. Gabler vote. No, sorry. No, 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 oh, no. Was, you fool. It was the wrong it was way. Gabler first. Oh, yeah. My bad. Okay. Uh, I take it back. Boom. Gabler vote. We already saw that. <laughs> boom. Cassidy vote. We also already knew right, about right, that so one. The, so, so, so the other thing. It's like going into this, we literally said it's seven one, Cassidy, yeah. and so we see the Gabler vote, and we're like, okay, it's the one they're you know getting out of the way, and they're just gonna <laughs> sweep Cassidy through to the end. Uh, yeah. Instead, it's Gabler, Cassidy, Gabler. Okay, and Gabler. Then we get our third Gabler, and we're like, okay, that's weird, but you know, g- getting a couple votes is like okay, pretty normal. Yeah. They just go back and forth, and then it'll be. Ca- Cassidy, right? Uh-huh, yeah, no, another Gabler Cassidy vote in a row. For... Okay, that means so we're going to get two more Cassidy votes in so, a row after right, this. They're just getting it out of the way. They don't want to go back and forth uh-huh. the entire time because that's two on the nose. So they're just going to put out two, and the winner survivor is Gabler. <laughs> Gabler. And we're just like. I, I think I'm in shock as huh? Jeff's reading these last couple of votes. I'm pretty sure I'm like yelling no. I think I'm very shocked and surprised i did not expect this in any universe right of all the ones that i theorized could exist gabler winning is ladies not and one gentlemen of them. he's just straight gablin 
dude it's he really is wacky he, he walked in said it's gable in time and then gabled all over the place yeah hey, do, do, do I you guys it. mind if I, I gable over here him. Yeah, and and what fools we right, were! Right, and Gabler was the one who like, oh, Gabler's like gonna get medevaced next episode in the pre-merge, right? It's like, <laughs> what is Gabler doing out here? It's like the girls are trying to do something, Owen and Sammy are trying to do something, and Gabler's just like getting on everyone's nerves. Everyone doesn't like Gabler throughout the entire season. We have the one merge vote, which is interesting, where it's like Gabler is making you know like bonehead strategic moves. He's just like, oh, let's vote for Ellie, right? And then like, period, walks away. Uh, however, they still vote out Ellie that episode, right? So it's like strategic genius. Yeah. Then he just like doesn't do anything. He's always pitching to like Jesse or Cody to get out the other one of them, right? Uh, just like all these things that feels like he has no idea what's going on, and here he is with the title of Soul Survivor. Yeah, and I you know he... I've seen some comments too, and I, I guess I don't necessarily want to pull too much from the internet because the internet has a lot of things to say. But I think one take was interesting is, like, Gabler uh, really appealed to the people on the jury by affirming that uh, he wasn't necessarily a mastermind. He was just there, like, making good decisions to help other people out and get himself through the game. Uh, as opposed to Cassidy, who was trying to claim a lot of agency. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take and shows, like, how really working the jury in the final tribal can be like all you need to uh to get the win. Yeah, I and kind of it's kind of interesting how that really creates a perfect like Venn diagram in this final tribal where Owen has this like pure like sweetheart humanity, self-awareness, mm-hmm. humbleness, um and honesty. And then Cassidy has, like, the strong game and is trying to push that her game was the best. And then you have Gabriel right in the middle who's just honest enough yep. to give, like, sincere, genuine answers. But with the re- with enough resume to also say there were, thing- there were specific things that I did on purpose mm-hmm. as a strategy. And that, like, balance is what really you know uh connected with the jury yeah and i I think what really works for gabler here too is you know he's like a fun character but he's not really like a crazy oddball you know he's not like a philip shepherd who's just like grating and irritating the whole time yeah psychopath yeah he's just kind of like doing he like you know has a (laughs) he has funny facial hair funny shirt right like says strange things sometimes doesn't isn't always necessarily on the right page but he still pretty much kind of just played like a a straightforward game uh so it's not like super like (laughs) insane but it's still just wild that gabler won this season yeah he's like a little wacky but he's not a loose cannon yeah yeah i think that's that's the the way to look at it he's just like a interesting person uh, I, <laughs> when it comes to like rankings, we were kind of talking about this before the show. Like, I think Gabler is a like when it comes to TV is like a really interesting winner of the show because it's like Jesse is built up so much, and then we have the surprise twist like Gabler wins. 
So like for TV quality, I think it creates a really interesting story in the season. Um, as far as like... gameplay, I'm not as convinced, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, interesting, right? Uh, so Gabler was the fourth person drafted in the initial draft. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you picked it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. No, we, seemed... we will talk about our initial draft in a little bit for <laughs> you sure. pretty impressed. <laughs> then the redraft, it was all like, uh, nobody wants Gabler. This guy's blowing up his own game. And yeah, I, I'm just like, well, you know, crazy. I have to pick between Gabler or Ryan. And, you know, it's going to be more entertaining to watch Gabler crash uh-huh. and burn. I literally hated it to you. I should have known to. I should have, like, I, that's a, that's a pick I would make. Because I knew he would be fun. That's a pick I should have made. I doubted myself. Mm-hmm. I was, oh, I was, I got so caught yeah, up the in whole, the fact that I had a lead. Yeah. I, oh, so the I, whole story I here. was corrupted. The whole story here. I was corrupted. When it comes to our drafting. And maybe we should, I almost would say this for later, but since we're here, uh, our draft is actually pretty crazy. Like our initial draft, uh, you know, there's some outliers, but uh, we like picked pretty well at the start. I mean, you can look, uh, we have second, third, fourth, and fifth. Those picks, Jesse, Owen, Gabler, Carla, right? Those are all right at the beginning. Uh, you know, notably my first two people, Owen and, and Gabler in the final three, Fred's first two people, Jesse and Carla in the finale, like the strongest players of the season, arguably, you know, maybe you like mix Cody in there, but I also drafted at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You picked Justine as the first pick of the entire draft. Uh, she, she was number one on Fred's uh, on tunes short list. So. Yeah, because you're both dog at drafting. Uh, I've learned a lot. Sorry, you have to cut that. So <laughs> there's, yeah, there's like the draft, which is really interesting. And then the redraft is just the story of like Fred and I making suboptimal picks, really. Like we. The story of my team being ripped away from me <laughs> and being desperately trying to cling to a lead in any way possible and sacrificing my my heart and soul you know in, in the way that i would normally draft to try to yeah achieve it which is like the same story as me at the me. beginning like i you know i try and get cute in the original draft it, i guess it could have worked but i also chose so poorly after owen and gabler it just like didn't even matter and in the redraft i'm just trying way too hard <laughs> if i just I gave you several opportunities to trade Cody for Cassidy. I don't, don't <laughs> remind me, dude. I know. Do you not think that this keeps me up at night? And this is the thing. <laughs> like, like the redraft is so pivotal in the story of the fantasy because there's that bit, like that long moment of deliberation where I'm choosing between Janine and Cassidy. If I choose Cassidy, I don't win, but uh, Soaring doesn't win either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there's just so many there anytime so many you could have made that trade and it would have been better for you so here's the thing right we have your cassidy pick we have me picking gabler after or during my last two picks we have the cassidy cody vote that i could have made or uh Done sorry trade. trade that i could have yep. made at any point had any one of these gone through i win because all of them were enough. Yep. But that's just it's just a season of soaring having a poor first draft and making it all back up in the redraft and 
Fred having a goaded first draft full of all of the strongest characters and then just You're damn right just <laughs> losing it all in the redraft. All of the Listen. strongest characters and NECA. <laughs> yeah, look, we can't be perfect, okay? So it was also really interesting last, story know. of the fantasy. And that But here's here's the brings thing us to points. Here's the to be thing. fair, I think the only like yeah, if you had switched like NECA and Janine for Gabler and Noel, I think I might contest or concede that you had a perfect team. <laughs> yeah. Um just enjoy it while it lasts because <laughs> the stars will never align for you like this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that. Well, I mean, I've been playing this game for eight seasons now. It's a lot. And it took me this long to to win it. Me, me and Tune are the only hosts who have been on every season of this show. Yeah, you weren't on 36. And Tune wins like every other season. Started it. You started one season after me. Uh, right, right, right. So, so still. I am proud of you soaring. I am, I am actually very glad that. If I didn't win, that you yeah, won. So let's go ahead and look look at this all uh, in the details. So first of all, uh, pr- pretty embarrassing uh, performance from me this time. But honestly, that's okay because it, it allows this really interesting rivalry to, to spark up here between two people who have never won a fantasy season before. Uh, and really, the points stayed pretty close throughout the entire season. Um, plus, you know, the Cassidy-Cody trade offer that was always up there until it was too late. Um, just a lot of interesting things going on. So, but again, I'm not even in the finale. <laughs> I was, I've been gone for a while. Uh, f- so there there was a, a chance for Fred to, um, I, th- I believe, to win or tie even was a possibility. Uh, but it required Owen to, um, like, win both immunities and go into the fire-making challenge or, or something. Uh, but as soon as, um, as soon as Owen is, like, losing that second immunity challenge and is taken, uh, it's just already over. So Fred kind of knew his fate pretty quickly into this episode um owen picks up you know immunity points carla gets the advantage points which was nice um cassidy gets a point for being brought on the big stake reward she wins a challenge um oh actually i forgot to give gabler points for winning a challenge uh gabler wins fire making jesse plays an idol and how we do it is uh when it comes to the final placements the third place person gets five points second place gets 10 points and the winner gets 25 points so totals for the finale fred gets 25 points soaring gets 71 points and that pushes soaring all the way up above fred to officially win i thought it was 15 for second because we when we were talking about the tie it would have been 10 and 10 uh okay yeah you're right 15 why am i just handing this guy more points so (laughs) i know it doesn't matter at this point but why am i just soaring (laughs) officially wins the fantasy for survivor season 43 
So I can't. Congratulations, long time coming. It was kind of a short margin uh, of points between the two of you, but the finale is really strong. And when you have second and first place on your team in the finale, usually that's like all you need. Last season, I was in last place, and I had a good finale, and I won the entire thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't quite get up to that, like, what is it, 80 points? That yeah, I think the record for points is like 88 or something. Uh, and you didn't quite get there, but still, a very impressive uh, finale episode for you here. Uh, thanks to the redraft, courtesy of the redraft. <laughs> Yeah, second season in a row that the redraft was the determining factor in oh. winning. Also, a 25-point lead, which is um, funnily like, Just the winner. almost identical to my uh, before redraft lead, oh. which is 26, Interesting. I believe. Hmm. So, final total points around the board. I have 147. Fred is at 248, and Soaring has a final total of 273 points. Uh, so congratulations. Dude, you got Flame Horizon by me. So, yeah, we talked about the... <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Sorry, in, in League of Legends, when you get 100 more CS than your opponent, you have Flame Horizon them. Got it. Uh, so we talked about the draft a little bit. Uh, and how we drafted well at the start. It was interesting, the redraft. We thought we were very confident in our picks. We thought they were just perfect power ranking other than the Janine pick. Um, but it was all over the place. Soaring definitely ended up on the uh, the best side there. Uh, RNG show as a rule set, as a fantasy, I feel like this went pretty well. It was interesting. It was dynamic. Looking at unit totals... The like the unit totals I feel like reflect the season very well. Like if like the people who were at the end of the game and were doing a lot of stuff earned the most points. So I feel really good about that. Um it was just like a, a fun, solid season. I loved the storyline, the rivalry between the two of you. Uh all the missed opportunities that could have changed the game at any point. Dude, it hurts my soul. <laughs> I mean, I was trying so hard to throw this game away. Apparently. Yeah, for real. I know. And we just handed it to you over and over and over again. Yeah, there's, there's lots of situations. Uh, also, I guess looking at the Survivor season as a whole, you know, I, I was definitely very much just looking at what I expected to happen you know so much of this season was like discussion about what the final tribal is going to look like and who's going to win whether it was Cody or Jesse or Carla uh we were so convinced that it had to be one of them and what I really appreciate from the season is that I feel like anything can happen now in future seasons uh it doesn't necessarily just have to be the person who's like explaining what they're doing the most or getting the most screen time or, or, you know, are making good subtle moves. It like really can be anyone. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having a little bit of a more open mind uh, in upcoming seasons. Yeah. And especially with the, this season and the last having two very 
unconventional winners. Mm-hmm. I think Marianne a bit more so, but Gabler's still very much not fitting the typical uh, winner persona, even in the new era. It really feels like the new era winners are the not even just the people that go under the radar it's the people that you don't expect to be playing under the radar at all it's a very intricate threat balance you have to play where you have to have agency in the game but not so much that people just realize they need to get rid of you next yeah so i thought it was a fun season of the tv show i thought it was a really fun season of the podcast i i can't wait uh, to do this again i can't wait to watch a new season yeah yeah that preview we got uh seems like it's going to be an intense one for sure yeah people falling an down entertaining rocks, one being locked in Literally cages dying. how entertaining <laughs> uh so it'll be fun we'll definitely be back uh in in march ish probably at the end of february for, like our, for our draft and looking forward to it might have the same people here yeah, we might <laughs> have a little bit different We'll see. What's also kind of funny about the next draft is how much, how meta we're going to have to get with the (laughs) presumed, yeah, people dying. Because it's like, okay, so we know, you know, this guy falls and like dies. And then there's the person who dies in like one of the early challenges. Presumably it might not actually be. You know, we have to uh, zoom and enhance on that that footage to see, like, okay, well, you know, their arm is, like, this big, and, you know, they have this, uh, to figure out, like... That'll be fun. We'll, if we'll do something. They die. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I had a good time. I hope you had a, had a good time. Or I hope you enjoyed having a bad time, if you're Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess it was okay. It's all part of the experience, the heat of competition. Well, and now I am in the, I am now in the, has to win yeah, a season. Yeah, you got to prove yourself. You're making all like, these. You're making good drafts every season. You draft pretty every well. single season. <laughs> I draft incredibly, and then either make one blunder or don't take. Like a winning yeah, I mean, line two seasons you gave and then me lose. the winner. Two seasons I gave up the winner. This season I could have drafted the winner. I could have pushed you to draft second yeah, place. That's the thing. If, if, I like, could have if, made a trade. Yeah, you that could have at, like just been like, you should pick Cassidy. And I probably like would have at the redraft. Uh, you know, you could have picked slightly different in the redraft. There's so many, so many opportunities that just fell through. I'm literally the crazy just thing like, is like if if our draft order had been flipped, I was also going to pick Janine. Right, that's the <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's it hurts. Crazy. So you you definitely have something to prove. You can draft well, but you got to follow through. <laughs> that yeah, that's the thing. I'm so goaded. Well, we'll see. That's it. What happens <laughs> next season here on RNG Show? So hang on, Fred. Don't we have a little side bet going? Well, I I I don't um I don't re- remember saying anything about about that. I think it, Are I you think sure? it's, I think it, it sounds to me Jeff like I recall you about... saying this. 
Okay, you know what? That's fair. Let's let's do that. So whoever among between the two of us wins gets to tweet on the other person's account. Yeah, sure. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> and so that's not you on that recording. What? No, I mean, no. Come on. It's always it's always Jeff that talks about the the stakes, the big stakes, right? It, I I I I would I would I would never. Fred, the stakes have never been this high. <sighs> All right, fine. What do you want? Post this to uh, your Twitter without looking at it, uh, and it just just go with it. My right, my Twitter dot com slash little tuner underscore. Yeah, that, that, that's the one. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yes. Let's plug your Twitter. <laughs> Here it comes. All right. Let me get the file. All right. Hold on. I'll jam it. Okay, it has been posted. <laughs> let me. And do you know what you it. posted? Well, I'm gonna read it. I was in the wrong. I, Frederick Marvel the Third. I was the fifth. Actually, you should have let me read it. I could have. I could have <laughs> fixed that. I am actually the fifth. Oh, I didn't know that you were actually. I am, I am, un- I am unironically the fifth Fred Marvel. Uh, have reflected <laughs> on my actions. I realize that my frequent posting of anime waifus and K-pop idols may have been disturbing to some of you, and for that I apologize. I am taking some time away from social media to work on myself, and I'm deeply sorry for any harm I may have caused. I will refrain from posting such trash content in the future. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> That's so good. But yeah, I'm so sad I couldn't say the fifth. People will know it's it's fake now. <laughs> oh, I didn't God, know you so were funny. actually a generational name. <laughs> yeah. I, it's te- technically not because I think you also need to have the middle name. But um, in terms of like Fred Marvel's, my e- dad's, 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 dad's were all Fred Marvel's. So kind of funny that you included that. But um <laughs> Yeah, that that's very funny. So no more Twitter for me then. <laughs> is, yeah, that, yeah, is that the is you're, that the you're bit? done? You're, you're banned. You are banned gotcha. from Twitter. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. There you have it. So, if you are still listening all the way to the end, and you have for some reason have not listened to any of the other episodes, and you psychopathic, you like to. MF. I just really like the end of these. Yeah, you can uh, go listen to our entire library of Survivor and Beyond content over at rngshow.com or your favorite podcast catcher or application that you listen to things in. Thank you so much to Zoe for uh, so much editing in the podcast over the entire course of the season. Uh, always fixing up our little vocal mistakes and our swears being cleaned up uh, and everything, getting episodes out consistently uh, as long as I actually send the correct files. <laughs> Thanks to Flying for working on the spreadsheet, which can be found over at rngshow.com slash 43 or by clicking the link in the show notes. It is now complete. Uh, I guess I have to fix the the graph, but it'll be fine by the time anyone goes to actually look at it. Uh, it's beautiful. It contains tabs that show the point totals each person oh, earned tabs. in every episode. Really? There's a results tab what? that shows um, which person lost, uh, you know, survivor contestants from their team in order. 
points we earned each episode, cumulative points over the course of the season. There's a really pretty graph. You can see me just like sadly being in last place the entire time except for episode three and two, I guess. Yeah, you have a very, uh, uh, very flaccid. You can graph. check out our entire rule set that we used for this season, like where all the points came from and all the like little technicalities that. Uh, have been crafted because we got caught off guard in some episode and we had to come up with <laughs> rules on the spot. Thankfully, that happens less often now, so it's a little more consistent. Uh, we have our draft order for the original draft and the redraft. All the predictions we made over the course of the podcast. Oh, that's the <laughs> other thing we should mention. Uh, all of the predictions failed except for two. One, which is a very funny one, was from our, our guest episode with TB, who guessed that Gabriel would be in the finale. Little did he know <laughs> that, of course, that was even more significant than he would have thought. The other one that was true, and it's a little bit complicated, but the context is that if me and Toon trade, then I will give Toon the winner in in that trade right because again i've given him the winner twice now however if we don't trade if i do not trade with tune then i will have never had the winner on my team which is true because throughout the first draft and the redraft i have never had gabler on my team had cassidy won instead this would not have been true mm -hmm. because i would have had cassidy originally yeah well yeah anybody else in that in the final in the finale at all <laughs> carla yeah. jesse cassidy owen everyone but gabler was on your team yeah at one point i, I guess you're the reason you are the reason that gabler somehow that's, got that's away how with the, this. that's how the universe that's, works that's how it works <laughs> i am telling you that's I how i made this I made this prediction knowing what I was saying. It, yeah, it came true. Not because <laughs> it was going to happen, but because you made it happen. Because I willed it into existence by making the prediction. <laughs> uh, and finally, we also have the unit totals tab. This is usually one of my favorite things in the spreadsheet. You can go and see how each individual player performed in the season when Gabler it came to really points. was just gable and uh yeah like gabler won the season he's at the top cassidy got second place he's second owen was third place he's third in order of points uh i just really like this tab because it shows kind of the reflection of like when you're drafting somebody how strong I'm I'm are they blank out the last last episode there and okay so number one player before this episode was uh is that cody and cody he's and he's tied with carla, carla. yeah then it and th then it's the Gable Man and Owen with yeah uh, yeah Baca Baca earned a lot of points Cassidy. in the pre merge very true yeah so despite their name you know, <laughs> unit totals tab is and you know I even though I drafted all of them it still didn't really even help that that much remember that story arc all right well <laughs> I think uh, we've pretty much covered everything here. Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song. Step up. And we will be back next season for more Fantasy Survivor. And of course, a big thank you to 
Survivor for existing and being a show that we can watch. Yeah, and so if you have anything you want to say to us uh, about you know the show, you can send us an email at uh, rngshowshoutout at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, or on rngshow.com. There's like a little button you can press. Or we have a Twitter account. It's, I think it's if, something. If, you RNG. know, Elon doesn't uh, decide that uh, Survivor's lame and all accounts affiliated with Survivor's RNG banned. underscore show. Okay. That's it. That's the end of the episode. That's the end of the season. That was a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.